Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode 86 of the Get Around Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Summers, and alongside me, Jake Atnip, who's got a funny story to share here in a second, <laughs> and Erin uh, Sloan. I don't know how long she's going to be here, it's up to her, <laughs> yeah. but she's she's filling in for the one Jake's going to tell a story about. So uh, The off-lost James Cook? Yeah. He's okay. We're as confused about Aaron being in his chair as, <laughs> as we are as James being gone yeah. in the first place. So suppose well, I, I will. We'll start at a different point. You know, normally we have little mild text conversations over the weekend to make sure we're all kind of on the same page of what we're doing for the podcast. And I worked this particular weekend, and uh, you know, we didn't do anything Saturday. Talked about it a little bit yesterday, and then I texted James and Brett this morning at like noon. Because wow, I was out and doing things, which is not normal. Um, Usually you're in bed. Yeah, but I, I, I got up. I was thinking. I'm like, oh, okay, we'll text him. And Good thing you were doing both. So. Yeah, and then Brett responds like 20 minutes later. And I'm like, okay. And James just never responds, which is ex- that doesn't happen. extremely unusual. I mean, if it takes an hour, that group, he might that be That group busy. text is heavily populated by texts from James yeah, Cook. Yeah, and he's going to respond. So as time goes by, you know, I was doing my thing, but then we got into work, and I got in a little bit early. I texted them, like, hey, like, going to be here, and Brett, Brett shows up, and we're sitting here waiting on James, waiting on James. And I think 4.30 <laughs> comes around, and I'm like, or about 4.40 comes around, and James is not 10 minutes late to work either, unless he'll text us. He, he, he will let us know if he's going to be even five minutes he late to work. He texts me, like, <laughs> to see if I'm doing TC that night. Yeah, like, during like, the day. Yeah. Like, before the, yeah, before yeah, the before shifts I get ever starts. Yeah, before work, and I'm like, I don't work right now. I'm not going to answer you. <laughs> so we, 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 we put out the APB on James Cook after he was late to work. Because that's like one of those first 48 stories. <laughs> you have to, the first thing, when you, when you notice something's wrong is when you have to make a point of it. So we text James, and then he still didn't answer. Yeah, like, we, were, we were ready to start combing ditches or yeah. something between here and Trump's uh, Corner. And I'm telling you, James texts, I, I said 5 o'clock was the cutoff. 4.59, James texts me, he's like, I'm on furlough in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Well, no, it's just me and Brett in the, in the studio, and just James, hey, and just, just for all, the, all of those who care, James is alive and well. He's just not anywhere near this coverage this week. He's across the lake, living it up. It's kind of funny that he just, like, oh, I'm a state away. Like, I yeah, no, I just, <laughs> yeah, well, you wanted to podcast, I'm... He's probably thinking, those freaking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> well, it takes a... Did he tell you, though? At 5 oh, p.m. I, I mean, it's on our schedule. <laughs> yeah, we have it written down. We, we f- we figured this out weeks ago, but wow. but I think with the prep with the prep with the prep sports schedule ending this past weekend, it ca- we kind of and over and yeah, but like we all kind of like overlooked. I know I did this the week right after prep sports ended. I think we were all just kind of like ready to take a deep breath. Yeah, I didn't pay attention to who was coming in, who was going where. I just know this will be my last podcast for like a month, actually. Too, I'm gonna be off for the next. Like twenty seven days. Yeah, after this week, you yeah. don't work again until what, like July seventeenth? Yeah, I'm off. I'm off <laughs> June twenty first to July seventeenth. I basically told the guys that I'm still like sixteen at heart, and I need a summer high school vacation. <laughs> and if I don't, I'm gonna throw a fit. So we worked it out. Just party, party hard. In this I'm week. I'm excited for this summer in Traverse City, especially with that type of time off. Like, I'm hey, even, that time does you no good if you don't have any money in your pocket. Uh, you're right. Well. The, the, that's the beautiful thing about Traverse City. If I had to, I could just like go walk out in the woods for a day. Hopefully, not get lost as long as I can still pay my phone how about bill for three weeks. I was gonna say the ticks are really bad this year. So, uh, well, twenty-seven days. If you guys have any recommendations, all of our listeners out there. I mean, I've only lived up here for about a year. There's a lot of stuff I have not done. 
So let me know. I mean, I'm going to be around. I'm going to be out. You're probably going to see me like trouncing the town at one o'clock and everybody's going to be like, who's this new guy around town? <laughs> Never seen him before. Do it in your new suits. Yes. You got suits? Oh, I got, I got, uh, Ita- I got a couple Italian suits. made. Yeah, custom made like, suits. Like, are we talking bathing suits? Or? No, oh, no, what? like full like. <laughs> no, that's why it's funny. <laughs> Full on, she's just like, gonna like oh some Massimos. I'd be like, uh, you guys ever seen uh, Night at the Roxbury? Mm-hmm. Doug and Steve would type walking on, walking down the street and they're black. Where are you Keep my Walkman on in the in a suit. You can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. Where are you gonna wear those? This is Traverse City. I'm getting a new job, so I'm moving. Oh to yeah, that's why Aaron's here, by the yeah, way. Way to just kill my transition. I was about to jump oh. into that because Jake, Jake was like, oh, things I've never done before, and I was gonna be like, and that's why Aaron is on this podcast oh. because. She's leaving the Record Eagle after seven years at the end of the week, yeah. and she always she kept saying she wanted to be on the podcast. I think she was just bu- bullshitting us. But yeah. now we have presented but, the opportunity. Yeah. yeah, here she is. Well, I was, I was going to say, so, like, I'm moving to Detroit for a job at Crane Communications, and they, they dress more, like, they wear suits to work. Yeah. Like, this is, like, automotive news and, like, you know, big wigs or whatever. And so I'm like, I don't wear it. Like, this is Northern Michigan. I wear flannels and leggings to work. Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm oh, sorry, I banged the table there. Um, I, yeah, so. I don't I know. know. I mean, the, the biggest time I know I'll use them is when I go on TV with 7 and 4's Harrison Beebe. Um, I don't really have Do to. you have to say his name every time like that? We, we shout him out, yeah, yeah. I mean, because we, we, we've made the funny joke. Harrison stories. He's one of the Oh, share yes, you can. You, 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 yes. Well, they're not, like, of Harrison. That's all right. They're of Brendan Queeley, Record Eagles. <laughs> That's even more fun. The Podfather? The Podfather. I don't know if I can say, oh, is that what you call it? That's what I, I've, I've done. He, he founded this podcast, so. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, true. you're leaving. You can say whatever the hell you want on here. I guess you could. That's, that's also the magic of this room. You, would, uh, you wouldn't believe some of the things that have been said in here. Oh, you have oh. no idea. <laughs> I mean, I, I, having been here for so long, like, you know, I do kind of like, you know, we, we have fun here. We have fun. Always have. And I've been here... So long that I, before you guys, with our original sports editor, Denny Chase, who was really cool. Have you, did you yeah, meet him? I've worked okay. with Denny. Okay. Yeah. Oh, for a little bit, right? For, for some yeah, reason, he, his his name tag just looms directly above my <laughs> well, head like a mistletoe in this office. Idea, <laughs> he's, he's in the rafters. Yeah. yeah. Numbers well, the retired. Idea, right. Yeah. That's, that, that was the idea behind that. I, was I just, I look up and I'm, I'm daily reminded. They put it up in our asbestos ceiling with uh, safety, uh, not safety pins. But hold on, we, we, we uh, we, we, uh, hold on, da-da-da, da-da-da, breaking news, Connor's out. <laughs> Over it, is he? First Cedar Point. <laughs> ah, dude, I should have taken the bet like three <laughs> weeks ago, I knew it, I knew it. <laughs> no, anyway, this, uh, that, that text c- coming in from Harrison Beebe, um. What's the story about Harrison or Harrison and Brendan? Like, you, you can't just leave us hanging oh, there. Oh, okay. Well, so this was uh, New Year's Eve 2017. You've heard this story. I've heard this story. Were you there? No, I wasn't Okay, there. we were at a party at a former uh, photographer's house. Should I say that? Shout out to us, <laughs> <laughs> um, And, you know, having a good time. I was super pregnant, um, like due in like a month. And so you were just... Ripping shots like you wouldn't right, believe. Right, right, no, we right. had sober Sally in the corner. <laughs> yeah. This is why this is the only version of the story that's actually going to be correct. I was there. That's true. That's true. I am the all-knowing eye of the story, um, and so I know Harrison a little bit. My husband uh, had his dad in at NMC, so like he kind of had that connection when we first met them. But he's been around for years. 
I think he's like the only George. seven and four reporter that good I old George BB. Remember, yeah, yeah. George BB. That's right. That's right. Um, this is gonna be our most listened to podcast of all time. Right. I can already feel it. They're just like drop it. Oh man, I'm I've got star power. I'll say it. Um, Special guest Aaron Slate. <laughs> but um, I've also got that vocal fry. Um, yeah. Okay, anyway. So I was there for the chips, and Brendan walks in. Wait, you were only at the party for chips? That was it? You're, I'm nine months pregnant, and it's January. What else was I going to be there for? Well, <laughs> like, they should have been serving something a little better to eat. Right? Maybe like ants on a log sure or something? There was, I'm sure there was something fancy. Some, like peanut Tessa, butter celery Tessa or something? always really brings the fancy to her parties, I okay, feel like. Okay. But you were, you were interested in the chips at this particular the moment. Chi- well, yeah. I, I had really bad morning sickness the whole time, so it was like... Crazy, like I could only eat like chips, chips and salty things. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, so Brendan walks in with a whole bottle of Jameson and then pours like five shots, thinking that everyone is gonna take them. And for whatever reason, everyone's being a bunch of responsible adults, and we're like, "Nah, man, it's like six forty-five. We're gonna hold off because we have to make it to midnight." See, when he tells this portion of the story, he makes it sound like he purposely poured himself five shots and didn't no, ask anybody no, to join him. He tried to get other people to join. He, I, I assume, thought that everyone was gonna be like, "Yeah," but it's it was early still. Like, and we wanted to get downtown. You know, no one was getting too crazy, and so he proceeds. To take every single one in quick succession. <laughs> Did he tell this story on here? I think not on here. I don't know about on here. It might be on here. Well, he probably doesn't remember. So <laughs> as you can, so and it was fine for a while, and then a group of us we left. And it wasn't. We <laughs> we left we left the house and we we went downtown to watch the cherry ball and froze our butts off and everything like that, and then. I get a call, like, the cherry drops. Two minutes later, I get a call from Tessa. 12.02. Like, oh, yeah, literally, 12.02, 2018. You're hoping it's like, Happy New Year, yeah. I love you, kisses from here. I answer it like that. I'm like, oh, my God, Happy New Year, yeah, I'm having a baby this year. Like, I'm so excited. And then Tessa's like, can you come get Brendan? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta drop the hammer. <laughs> and, and so I'm like, yeah, absolutely, sure. And I'm like, you guys, they, you know, the group I was with, I was like, you guys go to the double wide, wherever you're going to go, just go do it. I'll go take Brendan home. I'll come back for you guys. Yeah. Like, I'm done walking around. It's too cold. This is my first New Year's as a new mom. No. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so I, I show up at Tessa's house, and she's like, thank you so much for coming. She's, like, almost in tears. She's like, Brendan puked on my couch. And she there's, like, a big, like, spot where she's been, like, clearly scrubbing and, like, Everyone's just like very like hushed tones, and it's very like very quiet. And very Are you? I mean, obviously we know now, but did you think he was dead? Was it a funeral? <laughs> I, I I thought he had like passed out. Like I thought he was just out, but he was a mess. So Harrison's like, okay, I'll go with you. I'll take you to his house. So I was like, I don't know where he lives. Like I don't think he's gonna be able to. Tell. Like <laughs> I'm not able. Tell, yeah. to, I'm not able to like lift him anyway. So so Harrison gets him out to the car. And this is really my first time, like, talking to Harrison. Like, I've met him a few times before, but, like, now he's sitting in the front seat next to me. We put Brendan in the back seat and roll the window down. <laughs> and, and Brendan's, like, kind of, like, thank you guys so much and just very, like, uh, in Drunk. and out. Yeah, and Raggly apologetic. Like, and Harrison's like, so, how's, how was the, how's the cherry ball drop? How's it going? How, do you like your job? Like, how's it going? You're going to have your baby soon. Oh, that's great. How's Charlie? Like, he's like asking me about his, my life. Like, nothing's happening. Like, Brendan's not in the backseat. We show up to Brendan's house, and I, like, open the car door and get them all ready. And Harrison 
he's starting to carry, starting to kind of move Brendan along, and then he realizes really quick that Brendan just doesn't have legs anymore, <laughs> basically. So he picks up Brendan, who is now like stiff as a board. So like literally, like he's holding like a log, like with both of his hands out, and Bre- uh, Brendan is just. He's in you know, rigor mortis. Yes, like five foot six inches of Brendan Queeley, just like. I think Brendan's taller than five <laughs> That's six. That's fine. We're good. We're giving him five six. I'm taller than him, and I'm five seven. So. Yeah, check that. What? I'm pretty sure I'm taller than Brendan. We can we can we can fact okay. check. Um, but Story first, facts later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, do you guys have a fact check? Portion I mean, either way, if he, if Harrison BB can pick him up like a log, he probably isn't that large. Yeah, I mean, Harris, yeah, Harrison, I mean, he was, I was really impressed. I was like, whoa. Um, that being said, though, he Fight starts to flight. take a step. He starts to take steps up. Charlie was about to have some competition. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he starts to walk up the steps with Brendan, and it's New Year's Eve, so there's snow, and he slips and drops Brendan. <laughs> like, just like a child flops puppy. him out on the ground, and so they kind of, like, scurry in the house, and I just waited in the car. And, like, five minutes go by, and I kind of hear, like, thumps and bumps coming from the house. But I'm like, I'm not going in. I'm just going to sit in the car. And Harrison comes out, and I'm like, is he going to be okay? And he's like, yeah, I think so. I left him a glass of water on the floor, but I think he was trying to hug the vacuum. (laughs) I'm like, all right, let's go. I hope his dogs don't eat him. (laughs) But he lived. He's still here today. Now I now so I know. dogs. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say now I when we always ask me we got dropped on a head as a child. Then we got dropped on a head as an adult. Yeah, that's why he's so messed up. That's a good one. Yeah, I don't think that story will get old. No, that can be. I mean, it was pretty monumental. It's probably one of my favorite stories from you, my tenure here. It's very believable because just this past weekend, Brendan walked me in a double wide and bought us each like three shots of whiskey to take in a row. I'm surprised. I knew for a while he was kind of off the. Hey, I, I didn't say no. I was just as in. Yeah, I can't do that anymore. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like old and have heartburn. And uh, have heartburn. <laughs> yeah. God, I am not looking forward to those days. That trip down memory lane brought to you by Jimmy John's. Two locations in Traverse City. Freaky fresh, freaky fast. Jimmy John's freak, yeah. Your ad placement has been so <laughs> terrible in the last, like, two weeks. Doesn't that make it better? It really does. <laughs> Do you guys talk about your favorite Jimmy John sandwiches? We have. Yeah, we have. I'm pretty sure I the get, entire world knows what mine is. I get the JJ BLT with provolone. Does that really just have bacon on it? It's bacon, lettuce, tomato. God, I would and go mayo. Somewhere, somewhere else for that. I don't really like pepperoni or, like, Cold cuts. It's um, not like get your thing. cold cuts. Like, get your cold like, cuts. I don't like meat. <laughs> so I don't even know what mine's called. I just know it's the number seven. Oh, it's lots I, of ham, bacon. <laughs> yeah, the I, bacon's extra. I'll put it to you just like I give you give my Jimmy John's. A lot, of, a lot of pork. I need a number nine Italian nightclub cut in half, extra sauce, light peppers. It's like the night of the Roxbury. Yum. <laughs> sidekick, <laughs> sidekick, and ranch on the side. That that movie, I can quote that movie to the end of my life. That's great. This is one of the I've best. Only, I only you know, like, part of it. My, my, the, the best quote, you know what, Dad? You can't take away our dreams because we're sleeping when we have them. <laughs> that would be your favorite quote. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's good. <laughs> Either that or, like, whenever I'm in a big situation with a big group of people, like, we're at the bar or something like that and people aren't listening, just like his dad, he goes, Idiots! Useless! And he just throws his hands <laughs> in the air. I do that all the time when I'm just like, bunch of useless idiots! 
Yeah, that's another that good one. That makes a lot more sense. Um, we didn't tell them what I do in the newsroom. Well, she's actually done a bit of everything. She started as a reporter, right? No. Started as like copy <laughs> editor or something. Went to yeah. Jake, you've only been here a year. Don't pretend like you I've know. I've talked to her a few times. And I like to think we might be friends. Her, her old couch is in my living room. <laughs> It's Which, true. by the way, is, like, decrepit. Yeah. Okay, well, that was a hand-me-down from another reporter. I know. Too. So, like, I didn't really, it was, like, an It was get it out of my house. Orders. It was just, like, get it out of my Beggars house. Beggars can't be choosers. No, yeah. I'm not. At this point, it's still there. I just don't sit on it. So, yeah, I started off as a copy editor, page designer. So, I, like, when you get pick up the paper every day, I'm the one who, like, puts all the stuff, like, the photos and the stories and come up with the ridiculous sports headlines sometimes. And I should say, I usually get them wrong. <laughs> and these guys have to... Sometimes they come up with some, with some good ones, but sometimes I'm you like, had a good one softball when yes. it's like football. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, well, I was going to say, you had a good one last week because it was a baseball game and you put softball as the yeah. as the header. Yeah. But, you know. That's why we have. That's why we proof each other's things. Yeah. I mean, we try. I, clearly, we fail anyway sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, we try. Yeah. We catch most of the mistakes. I mean, if people knew the percentage of mistakes that we actually catch, yeah. oh, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't whine so much when one no, makes it through. we do You're catch right. a lot of mistakes. And I'm also, you know, I'm the one who lays out the entire paper, and I can't stress how long that takes. Like, it takes me a full eight hours to do all the pages, and I feel like it easily could take more. Like, when I started here, everyone oh, yeah, if you were giving did it the three time days to... a night. We did yeah. three, or three pages a night, which now I do, like, 18 so, like, <laughs> you lose something when you have to do more, but that's the nature of the beast now, yeah. I guess. But we, we, we've, Aaron's done a great job for us, at least the sports guys, I mean. Yeah. I well, and now we bring her in here today. I mean, we know she's always looking at our pages. I pretty much expect her to fill in right. for James. Like, Once like we start he, talking, you know, perhaps more. Like I she was know. James. And, I know it. Um, you know. Kind of. It's, it's, it's usually like, you know, screw Traverse City West, Central sucks. St. Francis ain't got a hope. This is what Aaron says all the time. Yeah, no. and when I get the photos in, I always make sure to put TC West really big and the other one's really small. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, these are I jokes. literally have no idea. Yeah. Um, like last night, I grabbed the wrong U.S. Open story, so we had to wait because I didn't know it wasn't over yet because why would I know that? That's why we have teammates. Yeah. But Aaron's done a fantastic job in the time that I've been here. I don't know, what, is that all you've done? You did reporting and then went I back to the desk? I was a reporter, yeah. I was a reporter for four years, and I did I did a lot. Like, I didn't do any, like, sports-specific stories, but I came to, like, the Patriot game. And, yeah, like, I was going to say, you did do some of, like, the digital yeah. stuff for the Patriot game I, when we blow out the coverage for that. Yeah, and do all sorts of fun stuff with that. That's always a fun game. High school football, there's, like, nothing like it. It's, it's pretty I agree. I brought, I, like, made a mental list of, like, all the sports things I know, which is, like, five things. Aaron was a college athlete. She the marching band at West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you play? The sousaphone? The piccolo. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, it is pretty athletic because we're, uh, so, I don't know if you guys have, you probably have never seen West Virginia's pregame. No, I mean, the only marching band <laughs> I've ever watched is Wisconsin's marching band, and I just see how much footwork and... Okay, the yeah, endurance you have you to try, have to do that. Are you trying to tell me that I mean, you're trying to tell me that you've never watched Ohio State's band. No. Literally never. Really? Like I've you seen the and you're done. I've seen the because script even, Ohio. Even but me no, even me being like and I think I think Michigan State's band's fantastic. Ohio State has and they say no. it, it, it is the best I'll damn put, band. I no. disagree. Nope. It is. I'll put I Wisconsin over them too. No. Yep. Ohio State has the best damn uh, band in the land. No, West Virginia has the best because West Virginia also has the longest pregame of any college band. 
fact Just because you're the longest. <laughs> just because it's the <laughs> longest no, doesn't no, mean no, it's the best. None of them have the fifth quarter, so. Yeah. But that's true. That's really cool. You, I remember you told, telling me about that. That's really cool. Um, but we do a halftime show. But the pregame is, like, solid. It's the same... Uh, you know, Country Roads and, you know, our fight song, you know, Country Roads. Oh, no, I would love to sing. That John Denver's full of shit, man. <laughs> he he actually wrote it about Western Virginia, but West Virginia kind of, like, adopted it. Well, I wonder why. Cool. I also got to perform at, like, uh, what is it, LSU's Death Valley. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Yeah, I got to poke the tiger. I poked the tiger. I petted the Yukon Husky. Played at the Gator Bowl. I always thought it'd be cool to be in band, but then again, I was just It was never... so cool. The trips. Oh, my God. The well, trips that, yeah, are... I, mean, that you're gonna... I have some crazy stories. Crazy. Just one time at band camp. <laughs> I met my husband. We have the... We got a... <laughs> no, we cut off at band camp. What <laughs> happens at band camp stays our, our, in band camp. Our audible viewers don't want to go that far yes. today. <laughs> Me and my husband met at band camp. This isn't American Pie, Aaron. We're on a high school sports podcast, all right? That's a movie about high school students, you realize. <laughs> yes, but it's not American We're like 30 years old playing high school students. Yeah, right. That's true. That's true. Mm. Anyways, we... we <laughs> God, they, they must be old. Yeah, that's right. That's set in Michigan, too. Yeah, it is. American Pie. Yeah, they have the they have the cabins up in northern Michigan, yeah. and like American Pie three or whatever it is. I don't know which where it's supposed to be, but I know it American is. American Pie, yeah. I think it's the third one or something like that. Yeah, the wedding one. I, I didn't put that much faith into those oh, movies. Oh, yeah. So. No, my, my mom loves them, so we always watch That's them. odd. It's <laughs> really weird. Um. I got made fun of a lot, though, because I have red hair like the Allison band. Hannigan, and I also play the same instrument she played. Oh. And also <laughs> so I can only imagine the, the, the slander at band camp yeah. when, you, when you're like somebody who's famous yeah, And I'm band from camping. Michigan, which everyone made fun of me for when I moved to West Virginia, because why? And I had this really, like... Country Midwestern accent compared to all of them. So. Had or have? I, I mean, I probably still have it, but. Yeah, I, I would have, yeah. At least you don't sound like, at least you don't sound like Brett. It, no. It's okay. Like Brett. <laughs> I don't know, Jake, I have like five words that Jake picks on me for relentlessly. Sorry. Sorry. Vague. Yeah. Vague. Wisconsin. You can't land say of, vague. Land of killers. Yeah, you Wisconsin. can't say vague. Wisconsin. <laughs> all right, we should talk about some sports, though. Yeah, yeah so so Aaron, what do you what you know our last team last week who bowed out in the state semifinals, Gaylord St. Mary, what's your take on that? I thought St. Mary was a softball team. I mean, they have a <laughs> Sorry, softball and a baseball team. Really mad at me. I'm sure they do. I just assumed because the school is called St. Mary that it would be a school for girls. Oh. It's probably a poor assumption. Yes, sure. very poor assumption. Yeah, I don't really The only one, yeah, I I'm trying to think even downstate ones. I mean, there's there the only one that I could think of that would I only associate with girls with mercy. It's Gaylord St. Mary? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know they're on the edge of like our coverage area. They're also a very small school. Yeah. But That's they've been cool, doing though, but they've been they doing big far. things in baseball for four years now. Yeah. Hey, I they weren't able to get over the hump, which I know they're disappointed about. But once again, I mean we did the same thing last year and I think we even just have just as much power to do it now. I mean, they have to be looking at a fifth one. But with the team they have this year, they literally once again lose like two. But I don't seniors. think they're going to be too happy with a, with just a fifth semifinal. No, I no. Mean, but I, I mean, they'd they, like to at least have the opportunity to play for a championship. Be a runner game. up. Yeah, they got beat what uh, five to zero by Summerfield, and, and then Summerfield went on to win nine to zero in the final. Yeah, I mean, so obviously they didn't. Uh, and that was that. That was Summerfield's first trip to, yeah, to the final four. So that's crazy how that comes together sometimes. But just it is unfortunate. You'd like to see that group punch through here eventually but yeah. like you said they don't I mean they don't 
they don't lose a single contributor, uh, regular contributor. Or major contributor, at, at the very least, if we're going right. to really um, pinhole. You know, it. unless, as uh, Coach Matt Nowicki said, you never know, somebody can transfer, move, whatever, life happens. Yeah. But if one of those events doesn't, then... I mean, who knows? They they've can, got they a, can pick they've up got a, a loaded, yeah, loaded senior class. Well, and they actually they actually did lose a player off of last year's a team, Quinn. a good player, Quinn Schultz, uh, who went to Gaylord instead, and uh, you know they made it just as far without him. But yeah, you'd like to at least see him get a, a shot to play for the trophy now, uh, before all these kids graduate. Can Can I ask you? Do you think uh, the you know because I mean they, they they throughout the whole season they were destroying their entire league, you know by. 15, 18 runs during their league play. Do you think that has something to do with their inability to get past that semifinal? That I mean, in reality, with how small of a school they are, being a private school, they don't, they aren't able to get that type of competition as they do when they get to the semifinals year round. Well, I don't think it's so much the fact that you know they're winning by 18 runs, but I just think that you know any team that makes it to the final four, they're going to have a great pitching staff. And if you only are gonna, you know, if you only have the opportunity to go up against a guy of that caliber one time the whole year before you get to that point, you know, the I would think that the pitcher is gonna have a bit of an advantage. So, um, but it, but I feel like almost everybody's the same way. I I don't know what league Summerfield's in. I don't know, uh, you know, what league the other Final Four teams were in. But most of them aren't, aren't facing four, yeah. aren't facing you know players of that caliber on a day in and day out basis anyway. So I I don't know. At but some I, point you just got to find find a way. I know I I just think I think it still just says a lot about the program that no matter no matter how their season is they are in the upper echelon of Division Four. They Absolutely. Have, they, I mean we're talking about just Final Four, but they have been in you know in the top five basically at the end of the year the last four years. I mean there's kids the seniors who are graduating this year who have, you know what I'm saying, never, you know, had, had their season end in May, you know, never had their season end at the beginning of June. I mean, they're making it all the way to the middle here. Um, I think it says a lot about their program, and like you said, with Nowicki, I mean, he's been able to turn these kids from underclassmen by the time they're juniors into, into serviceable players and with already a lot of playing time under their belt. We've talked about how many young kids, freshmen, sophomores, who are actually contributors on that team. Yeah, I mean, they, as eighth graders, they were in the dugout yeah. and maybe playing here or there during the regular season. But it's but it's been like that for years now, and you can see what that's done for that program in general. I mean, we're we're, we're talking about them doing this again next year because they're so loaded with juniors. Yeah. I mean, the, the same juniors were the sophomores who were playing on a state semifinal team last year. So I, I don't think that this is the end for Gaylord no, no, no. by any means. I mean, call it cliche, but success breeds success. That's just... And just hopefully generally how it goes. Yeah, hopefully it's just one one level higher of success, or po- possibly two, I guess, but one level higher next year. Who gave me the squeaky chair, by the way? Like, I am not usually squeaking this badly over here, and it's. I, I'm actually I'm doing a relatively good job of sitting still. Now you're gonna get me squirming. <laughs> Should I leave? If you want. You're you welcome to stay. How long are you going to talk about sports? <laughs> Probably the rest of the time. <laughs> can, you, can you stop? Because yeah. <laughs> I can talk about a lot of things, but I can't talk about local sports. Um, I, I, can, I can leave. I'll probably go. Because I need to do work. We don't want you here anyways. You're the one who asked me. <laughs> well, look at how tables, how fast the turns have tabled. <laughs> That's a, a dull song, I think. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, yeah, now we're bringing Adele into this. All right, Be going. Um, I'm going to no. sign the board, and I'm going to go, so... Thanks for coming in. Yeah, Thank you so much for having me. This what was what was it all you dreamed about and more? It was. It was. It it, it, we're like we're like I, the Make a Wish Foundation for all the people leaving the Record Eagle. <laughs> yes. Whatever we could do, yeah. whatever I'm we could do I to make your final week. Yeah, but don't tell note. anybody else who's leaving. <laughs> no, yeah, I won't. <laughs> I'll keep it a secret until we don't want it, it to become live. like a rite of passage thing. This yeah. is. When does it come out? Tonight. Tonight. I mean, it's good to have new blood, I think, mm-hmm. for sure. But I wish, you know who you should have on here is Lita Wilson, because she is a big fan of... Sports? The team. <laughs> I mean, yes, sports get ball. <laughs> but she's a big fan of the St. Louis Blues. And the since they just won, that might be kind of cool. I don't know. I'm a Lions fan. Wah, wah. Yeah, never have nothing to talk about. And a Red Wings fan. Wah, wah. <laughs> so. Sound like the rest of us, except for... Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're from... Nah. The Michigan. The Michigan. I got a lot to feel good about right now. Get out of here, Mr. Brewer. Oh, Milwaukee. Brewers, Christian Yelich putting up more MVP numbers. The Bucks and Giannis going pa- off and snapping. Pa- Packers, are, Packers are going to be back. That's what they say. I mean, yeah, I support the, the Bucks and I, I love Giannis, but the Lakers are still my basketball squad. So We're I not even going to talk about I got about a lot that. to feel good about there right now because I just traded for Anthony Davis. I don't think you have a lot to Woo! feel good about. Uh, I yes. don't think you have a lot to feel good about. Man, oh, I feel good. All right. Bye. See you, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Have a good time in Detroit. Let me sign the board. Which color do you want? Purple. Aaron Sloan has been our guest today on the Get Around Podcast. <laughs> Brought to you that by conversation, Jimmy John's. Which I know our Audible viewers absolutely loved. Brought to you by Jimmy John's. Two locations in Traverse City. Order a tasty sandwich today with the Jimmy John's app. Well, with the conclusion of the spring sports season and the 2018-19 uh, school athletic calendar as well. Almost the whole school year. Yeah, this is crazy. Um, you know, the spring season is intense, but it's over quickly. Yeah. I'd... And suddenly it feels like football season is right around the corner. Yeah, that's six weeks of bang, 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 bang. There's just always stuff going on. Yeah. And now we're here, and kind of like what we talked about with James, There's we got we got about, about as much time as I have off in the next month, and then it's football season. Once I get back from this mini summer vacation, mm-hmm. it's going to be football season. But in the meanwhile, uh, we had a couple other items we wanted to talk about today in particular, just kind of how our player of the year races are shaping up in respective sports. We had our first all-region team release this past weekend. That was the boys' golf team. And Brendan Goyne of Gaylord, our player of the year, uh, also strong consideration given to Frankfurt's Will Newbold, both had uh, really good seasons, but... Both they... averaged uh, under 80, right? Oh, yeah. Both yeah. averaged under 80 for the entire year. And I know Goin had a very, very good season in the BNC. I think Goin was like a 72, 73.8, okay. po- is that what it was? But, uh, yeah, really, really good season and uh, tough choice uh, between those two players as far as our golfer of the year. but I mean, the run that the run that Goin's been on... Yeah, I mean, three years in a row, he's had the lowest average score in all of the BNC. Yeah, he's, and, he, mean, and it's not like he's just holding serve at that. Water. Oh, no, he's dropping strokes. He's dropping strokes every year, and nobody can catch up to him. I think he dropped almost two full yeah. strokes off his average this year, which doesn't seem it doesn't seem like a lot when you just say, you know, 73, 75, but in the grand scheme of things, that is, that is a big difference. Yeah, um, and so we've got 
a lot of all region team releases to come uh, over the basically every weekend successive for the next weekends. Year. Yeah, some uh, will feature Saturday and Sunday releases, two teams per weekend. Some will be just one, but we've got of course girls soccer, boys and girls track and field, baseball and softball teams all coming up. And then after all those get released, we've also got our overall female and male athletes of the year and our school of the year which I think the last of which is going to be published like July 28th. Yeah. So literally at that point, we'll be 10 days or whatever away from under school year. opening day of football practice and all the other fall sports getting underway. So this is going to be over in the blink of an eye. And since we did hold our baseball and softball fantasy drafts on this podcast in previous episodes, and uh, I do, I, I recommend you go ahead and, uh, go back and listen to those episodes if you haven't. Uh, that's where James, Jake, and myself uh, basically picked ten players per team, or maybe we only did nine. It was nine. Um, pitcher included in those lineups to make our fantasy lineups uh, of really talented area players. If you, uh, yeah, if you're curious about who's going to be on the all-region dream team and stuff, that's probably yeah, going to be a, a that's good, a good place indicator. To start. The seasons weren't quite over for those sports just uh, of yet, but uh, you know. Top top of the draft kind of gives you an idea as to who some of those players might be that are vying for player of the year. But that leaves soccer and track and field. We will start with soccer, Jake. Who is someone you know right away that jumps to your mind uh, as somebody deserving of player of the year consideration? I mean, I, I I think it's hard not to bring her up right off the top when when you talk about Jalen Dobrovolsky from TC West. I mean, only a junior, still. Leading the BNC in, in point totals. Reigning player yeah, of the year. Rain, yeah, yeah. She was a co-player of the year last year with her t- own teammate, but uh, co or reigning player of the year nonetheless. Yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, she stepped into that role, taking on a one, it wasn't a one-person show or a one-woman show over there, but the scoring duties, the attacking duties were all on Dobbs' shoulders. She broke a few records this year. I mean, she. What, what yeah, I mean, it? not only did she lose McKenna DeVries, who graduated last year, who was the co-player of the year with Dobrovolsky last year, but she lost Maya, Maya Dean, Dean, who yes. was you know their setup person, and, and she, she opted to play uh, tr- club travel ball or whatever that works, the uh, USA Development Program. Either way, like TC that. West only lost three games until they lost their district final against Midland. Yeah, and hell of a season. Yeah, and uh, Jalen was the the forefront of that. I'm, I I think her numbers are somewhere in. In the 50, 50, 50 to 60 point range with almost 30 goals, if not just over 30 goals, um, but had plenty of assists too. She wasn't just putting the ball in the back of the net. So I think she has to be in the conversation right off the top, but I know there's at least one or two other girls in the area who, uh, who are going to be considered. Yeah, one, uh, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of opportunity to see Boyne City play despite their uh, run to the Final Four. An historic <laughs> run for them. Yeah, it was a historic run. They never had even won a district before, and they made it all the way through districts, regionals, and they had a, they had a chance to earn their way into a state championship game. Um, ultimately, that didn't happen, but uh, it was a great season. And, you know, their leader, Jordan Noble, 43 goals and 26 assists on the season. That's going to be hard to beat. I mean, sheer numbers-wise, that's a lot of production. Yeah. And, I mean, clearly – argue best player on best team in the air. I mean, yeah, or at least the deepest no, no other but, team made it that far. But I mean, I, I think, it, I think we can, I think we can make an argument that Boyne city was far and away the best team in our area coverage area, not even just dealing with you know, how three. far they win. Yeah. In division three, but 
I mean, they, they played out of the division. They beat some good teams badly. Lots of shutouts. Their defense was fantastic, and they put goals on the board. Jordan was a big part of that, obviously. You're talking about multiple goals per game. Oh, yeah. Averaging over two goals a game. Basically, yeah. So I mean, or averaging at least two points a game—that's pretty wild. And going to the final four, yeah. And then you've got you know players like North Bay, Sydney, Deadman, you know, who I actually had the chance to watch play for the first time this year, and you know, particularly playing against some of the other uh, Division Four competition. She's just an extremely physical, an aggressive player, talented goal scorer. Uh, I don't have her numbers in front of me right now, but. Uh, it's another name know. that rings a bell. Yes, somebody, somebody that I know. When we get more, when we actually f- decide on these conversations, it's going to be easier to tell once everything's there. But I mean, once again, Deadman was a person who night in and night out produced for them. I mean, even with her teammate Paige Kohler, she did good production too. I mean, Division Four are not very, very talented soccer players. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's. I think the numbers for Noble really do speak for themselves. And, I mean, we saw where Boyne City was able to get it. Uh, I know me and you always have this argument, you know, with Dobrovolsky playing in Division One, and then, you know, having Boyne City down there. I mean, that might have a bit to diff- do the difference with the numbers. But, I mean, you're talking like 100 points for Noble because they do two points per goal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so it was 112 points. Yeah, so 112 points per points. goal, one per assist. Yeah, so... You're almost getting three points a game if you have thirty games. You know that's that's pretty crazy. I mean, Dobrovolsky is sitting up there too, close to a hundred points, uh, but it's not quite it's not quite there. And you know how I feel. I think talent's talent, no matter where you play. Well, I don't disagree with that. I just I think as a whole, the larger schools are going to be playing more better talent yeah. on a consistent basis. Yeah. So I mean, so. Num- numbers might be a tad more inflated, but. I I think I think numbers like that are are pretty impressive. I will not debate that. And then in track and field, uh, obviously boys and girls side last year, I think was the first time that we introduced a track and field athlete of the year uh, for each side. So really four athletes of the year, and obviously with a couple of state champions, like more than a couple actually uh, coming back last year, some of the choices were pretty easily made for us. This year I think it might be a little more. Uh, disputed, but you know, on the girls' side, a couple of names that leap uh, off the page: Kingsley's Brittany Bowman, um, multi multi yeah. event, good, good, just either good or great at any event that she's in. Yeah, uh, Traverse City Central's Julia Flynn, uh, distance runner. Just D- didn't she win our cross country runner yes. of the year in the fall? I mean, run, one and two miles for her is nothing, literally nothing. Five minutes. She'll run a mile, under five minutes for a mile. And then one more, uh, another name from Boyne City, Josie Bailing, your top time in the 200, in the 400. Uh, she's played a, a huge role for the Ramblers relay teams. Um, you know, a lot of names to choose from. I mean, what, if you, if you what do you have for some names on the guy, on the well, boys' I side? was going to say, even. I mean, we have to bring up one of our, our former guests for girls, you know, if we're talking about field athletes too. I mean, Tara Townsend uh, shattered the record uh, at the Record Eagle John Lober honor roll meet and then yep. went and literally destroyed her competition in the state finals. Um, 
went up and above and just kept on going and going and going. So I think we have to keep her definitely. Yeah. She yeah. should be in the conversation. She, she did it all year, too. Same to be said, then, for Maggie Stevenson out of East Jordan. Uh, she won the state title in Division Four in the shot put, and she actually put up the second best uh, throw. Across all divisions, uh, Across right? all divisions in our school, and, and fifth best in discus as well. Of course, she's got some competition in those events from the likes of Traverse City Central's Leah Dojima, who was first and third, respectively, in the shot put and dis- discus, and uh, Brooke Kahani uh, in the discus from Cadillac, and Madison Hillard from Manton, all the, kind of the same names uh, but, pop, popping up in both those lists. And But I think everybody knows what state titles do for you. Yeah. They, they give you a little bit of extra clout. When no doubt about that. that. I think that's what it's about, isn't it? You gotta get the, that, after the fact, you know, after you win, you get that feeling. you got to hold a little bit of clout from the state title, right? <laughs> so who do you like on the boys' side, Jake? Uh, there, there's a few guys. Uh, if, we're talking about, if we're talking about runners or we're talking the track side of things, I mean, there's still, uh, you know, our, our cross-country guy of the year, Cole Truskowski. He was, you know, in the tops of uh, 16, 32s um, for most of the year. Isaiah Romine, uh, that's from, is that East Jordan? No, that's, uh, Ellsworth. that's Ellsworth, yeah. Isaiah Romine from Ellsworth, I mean, he performed really, really well in the state finals. I think he took fourth in the, in the 200. Um, did very 800. well. In the 800? Okay, yeah, fourth in the 800. Um, did very, very well throughout the season. Uh, we can also talk about uh, Tony Gallegos from Tra- Traverse City West. Probably our Definitely f- the best sprinter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, our fastest sprinter in the area. It ran his personal best towards the end of the year. Um, about 11 seconds. I mean, he, he still has no 10.73 Eric Levante, yeah. but by far and away the fastest uh, sprinter in our area this year. Kingsley's um, Colin Graham in yep. the middle distances, the 400 and 800 and some relay running. Yeah, and uh, I mean, if you're talking about the field side of things, I, I think you've got to look at shot putters. Got to look at discus. I, I, don't know that, I, don't, I don't know that anybody really turned heads in the high jumper or in the pole vault for boys this year. I mean, we had a couple of state champions in those events last year, and that, that might have been the well, bar. that in the was high set. jump and in the and in the pole vault. No, well, yeah, we had we had a oh, yeah, guy right. pole vaulter right. last year who won a state title. Yeah, um, it's from Manton, um, Zach Flint is the name. Yeah, yeah, but won the state title division. Uh, and Cassidy Henshaw won the high jump last year. So I, I honestly, I don't, I don't really look towards those events this year. I don't think anybody, you know, went above and beyond, especially with what we're used to. But well, we had some really good pole vaulters, particularly in the Big North Conference, uh, and Aiden Griggs, Ethan Huey, Zachary Elmore, uh, Gaylord and Cadillac. Those other two, um, another fourteen footer, Peter Kerberski from Petoskey. Uh, you know they didn't they didn't bring home state championships, but I mean those guys are They're all high all clearing fourteen feet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean we gotta look at some shot putters. I mean, uh, it's not that they've won everything, but we have a couple guys. You know, with Jack Sherman from Traverse City Central, um, Demetrius Miller in particular in the in the discus side. Yeah, um, we we have we have a couple discus throwers, got a couple shot putters, and I mean even if we're looking at you know Trey Searles in the long jump, um, mm-hmm. he's going over twenty one, almost twenty two feet. Uh, maybe not in the state title, but at the end of the season, twenty two six and a half. Twenty two six and a half. Yeah. So th- that was that was his personal best on the year. That's 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 impressive. He might have the most statistically dominant performance over the rest of the kids in our coverage area, as far Searles? as event goes. Yeah, because Searles at twenty two six and a half. The next closest uh, was Charlevoix's Eric Smith at twenty feet eleven and a quarter. So a foot. And so a you're half. talking try two and a half. Well, no. No, it's Try a foot and a half. It's yeah, a you're foot right. and seven inches. I can't math. Yeah, one, yes, one a foot, foot and a half. Inches. But that's still almost two feet. We're going to round up on that. Yeah, I mean, everything else, distance or time, 
pretty close. I guess Demetrius Miller in the discus, he's better than second place by almost 30 feet. That's Domination. A, yeah, that's that's. But for the most part, I probably couldn't throw the discus thirty feet close. to begin with. Yeah, Demetrius Miller, one hundred eighty feet six inches. Uh, at, that was at regionals, and then Cadillac's Dylan Fobble, one fifty one one. Just for just for reference, that's basically like making a throw with a baseball from center field's regular position. Because 120 feet is from home plate to second base, dead between the pitcher and there. So you're adding 30 feet on the back of that. You're but a that shallow. Was second place. No, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm saying you're throwing, what is it, like a three and a half pound disc? Or is it five and a half pounds? They do it in kilograms, I know, but it might be just a, is it four? Or is that the ball? 1.6 kg. 1.6. Think it's that's almost like five three, pounds. No, that's like three. Is it a 2.2? 2. 2. 2. I thought it was 2.7 is a one kilogram. I think it's 2.2. I'm not a ma- I'd, America and us using our ma- non-metric systems. If we just used metric, it would make a lot more sense. Two point two zero four six. Four point eight five pounds. I said almost I five pounds. That's okay. So wait, what one? Yeah. Okay, I had my conversion right. I just did the bad math. <laughs> you just bad math today. Because one kilogram is two point two pounds, which is what I said. But somehow I still only came up with three pounds. <laughs> <laughs> you got to add a bit more. No, but uh, we were both half right, so together we're completely wrong. We're completely wrong. Right. <laughs> right, Jake. We're completely um, we're completely right. No, but I just I just think that's crazy. If you think about you said 180 feet. 180 feet you toss a 5-pound disc. That is literally I mean, I used I used to play catcher. I mean, I mean a baseball probably only weighs like 9 ounces, I think is what it is. Still, I tore my rotator cuff doing that. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to throw a disc 180 feet. Rotation. Saucer. Not relying on those fragile wrist and shoulder. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, you're, you're using that center drive, of gravity yeah. to well, generate yeah, that well, force. Uh, there's, obvious, there's, obviously, there's obviously plenty of names that are out there. That's just the hard thing about this year's thing. You know, we didn't have, I think, what did we have, like six total state champions last year? So we almost had more people to choose from than we could have gave awards to. Mm-hmm. Um, we did only have, what, two this year? Uh, two, two, two ladies who won state titles. Townsend but, and Stevenson. Yeah, two ladies who won state titles. So maybe not always the, you know, it's, it's kind of tough because those are both field events. So somebody's going to have to take it. But there's a, lot of, there's a lot of options out there for track and field. Should I continue with my bad transitions? Yeah, sure. Those Player of the Year candidates brought to you by Jimmy John's, two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John spends six hours slicing and breaking every day to make you a 30-second sandwich. Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fest, Freaky Fest, Freaky Fest. Should they host a Freaky Fest? A Freaky Fest? <coughs> uh, I don't know. That could get weird. I don't know what type of people would show up to that one. Freaky Fast. Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Jimmy John's Freaky Fest. <laughs> Do it on Halloween. I don't know what would happen. Do it on Halloween. See what happens. Be, yeah, like Madison Freak Fest. That's what Halloween is every year there. Bunch of freaks. It's not as uh, it doesn't get as out of hand anymore as it did back in the day because the city took control of the event. But um, but we still got we still got a couple things though, are, don't we? Are we doing aft tweet? We do. Yeah, we're bringing aft tweet of the week back. And James from the grave. This is probably why from we thought grave. he was going to be here. Yeah, he this said, is he, why. Yeah, this was the only thing that James corresponded between us in the last three days. So we thought he was dead. He sent us a screenshot of an athlete tweet or an aft tweet. Yeah, so for our Audible viewers who have listened to the show before, you know that this is a segment 
where we give credit to the cleverness found upon our social media channels, particularly by local athletes, perhaps coaches, maybe someone tweeting about local athletes or coaches, something of the like. I don't know, at uh, me, bro. And, yes, and this week's Ath Tweet of the Week belonging to Wiley Demon, the uh, former Traverse City West Titan, uh, tweeted from his account at Demon underscore W, that's D-E-M-I-N underscore W, if you'd like to give him a follow. I thought the tall girl sitting behind me on my plane was cute, so I didn't recline my seat for a four-hour flight out of chivalry. Ah, yeah. I never look at the people behind me. It's going she back. She must have been really cute. It's going back. I would use it as a... You would have leaned back on purpose as yes. a talking point. Yeah, so then there's like a, that little like... There's that little space between the, your, next, your, your seat and the one next to you, so you could like just like actually see them behind you. I give them credit. I mean, for our flight, I mean, that's not a super long flight, but, but it's, you know, it's, not a, it's not a puddle jump either. I think, we should, I think we should reply to him and see if he was flying Spirit. Because if that's the case... Very generous of you. <laughs> You're flying but, Delta but, business class and you didn't recline your seat. I'm not very impressed with you. But my question for Wiley is that if he didn't uh, initiate conversation, does she know he was being chivalrous? No. Probably just thought he was not reclining his seat. No. Not that you wouldn't open a door no. to be kind, but you know by opening do- the door, the person recognizes your kindness. Yeah. No, that that's did not she a, did she know? Maybe she. I doubt it. Maybe she didn't even notice. He didn't lean it back. How do you know? I mean, yeah, I think you're gonna notice if the person in front of you doesn't lean back. But at the same time, if they do, it's like, I mean, maybe maybe well, we he, maybe maybe what he could have done differently in this situation is he approach. Lean, or, well, yeah. lean back the chair. Ask and then, and then if wait. it's okay. Oh, hi. Would you like me to? Uh, yeah. Is it okay if I do this, or are you uncomfortable? Your comfort is of my must, must utmost important <laughs> importance. Like, uh, my, my only thing is, is I hope Wiley's chivalry was. I hope it was noted, and noted, I hope yes. I hope it, I hope it went well. I hope you made contact with this woman and didn't just subtweet about her onto the internet. She was that cute. So if you didn't, next time, take a leap, put your put your chair back on the airplane, and say some <laughs> stupid stuff. This is this would technically be uh, our first opportunity to have retroactive. a retroactive get around Hall of Fame. God, that's gonna be really tough when I don't know who the f's in it. How many f bombs are you gonna make me edit out, Jake? That's the second one. In the last five seconds. I've only done it though. I just got angry. <sighs> Jake mad. Jake need food. You know, actually, I think I brought I brought it up a couple times on on this particular podcast already. We've talked a lot about her this entire season, and we, we talked a bit about her earlier. I do not believe that she's made it in, but North Bay's Paige Kohler. I think she made a big difference to that team this year. Uh, really helped lead them to a winning season. I'll, I'll, I'll put Paige Kohler in as my first, re- first retroactive Hall of Fame member. All right, well, I'm going to reach back into the uh, earlier segments of this podcast as well, Jake, and I'm going to go with Boyne City Soccer's Jordan Noble. I know that's a name that we have not, yeah, we have not even, put up, even put up for consideration this year, and those kind of numbers alone, I'm going to make sure that she gets in. So Jordan okay. Noble and Paige Kohler. Probably both very deserving at one point during the season. Yes. You are now members of the most exclusive club in northern Michigan, 
the Get Around Podcast Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Congrats. All right, for some reason, Jake wants to talk about bugs. For all you icky, creepy crawlers out there. And uh, so... Here comes the, the difecta. Bifecta. I meant, like, die because of the bugs. Oh. <laughs> but anyways. Okay. A bifecta. Yeah, no James this week, only two of us. Uh, which bug would you get? Why are we doing this anyway? I don't know. Which bug right. would you... Because actually I had a long conversation with my grandmother over the weekend about how to deal with ants. And then I had a conversation about wolf spiders. And then I had a conversation about centipedes. They're all over the place. And I live in the woods, so I have to deal with a lot of bugs. All right. If there's one bug that I could eradicate from this earth and it would have no repercussions through, you know, the whole food chain and everything, because that's just how it works, I really think I would get rid of ants. Hmm. I hate ants with, like, a burning passion. Every time I see them, they drive me insane because as soon as you see one, there's literally, like, 4,000 within a 10-foot radius of you. I've had to deal with multiple ant infestations in multiple places, multiple homes I've lived in, multiple apartments. It's not even like my place is dirty. It's just like ants are literally everywhere. There, I think I've seen a number that there's like 45 million times more more ants on the planet than there is people. So like there's literally so like, they can literally lift the earth up. Yeah, there's us. like hundreds they of teamed up. there's hundreds of billions of ants on this planet. There's literally no way that you could ever eradicate them. I personally, the other other than food for other bigger insects, I do not know what they do. In I guess regular ecosystems like in ours, man. If I see a, if I, if, I don't know. If you've ne- if, if you've never been in out in the woods, like you stand at the cabin, you're sitting on the couch, and then like there's just an ant on your arm, or like you ever see an ant when you're trying to like the whole picnic ant thing when you're out and you're like trying to eat and there's just ants all over the food. Oh man, I left my my coke out for four seconds now it's filled with ants i hate ants if you can't tell i have a couple worthy candidates mosquitoes would be one um you know especially when you're trying to have a relaxing time by the water or you know maybe you're out hunting in the woods uh you know spring turkeys or something those suck yeah they suck but uh i don't don't like centipedes either i was gonna say but i think i think we could i think i think we could just give our listeners the mosquito one I think most people yeah. either say, like, spiders and mosquitoes, but we'll just say that I think everybody hates mosquitoes. But I, I'm going to, and I might be cheating a little bit on this one because I'm probably wrapping in more than just one kind of bug, but I'm going to say any bug that originates from a maggot. Any bug that originates Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of those. Maggots are disgusting. Like, I, if I see them, I immediately want to vomit. I wouldn't doubt that. They just, I don't know what it is that... Well, they literally, like, form out of nothing. They're so... No, they don't. I know eggs get laid in there, but, like, it's literally, like, you could never you never even see it. Then there's just, like, thousands of, like, these but, little yeah. creepy, crawly, slimy, yes, disgusting... They... I guess I've never really seen too many maggots, because I don't they, like stuff uh, rot. They elicit a visceral reaction for me, and I just... I can't do it. What do you think about their doppelganger, the mealworm, that you had to use in, like, science class when you were a kid? You probably didn't like using those either, did you? I don't think we ever did mealworms. Oh, man. I didn't like mealworms because they were almost like roly-polies, but, like, they wouldn't, like, ball up. Mm. But, like, you could, they, their, their skin, like, their arthropodic skin was so, like, weird that, like, you couldn't hold on to them. I mean, I've, I've fished with mealworms and such like that. Like, it's so hard to get a mealworm on a hook, especially because they're literally always writhing. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I personally... I'm a spider guy. 
I like spiders. I I because I don't like a lot of other bugs. I coexist with spiders. Yep. Um, unless they're invasive, like wolf spiders, they don't make nests or anything like that. So like, I don't really coexist with wolf spiders because they don't do me any favors. Like if you got like a daddy long legs chilling on the outside of like my outside door or something like that. Oh yeah, I, I'm leaving them. I be. leave spiders alone unless yeah. they are in the house. Yeah, like if they're like I, I mean like I've even left like a spider like in like like underneath like a kitchen cabinet or something because I'm like yo like I really ain't got nothing in here. I don't know what <laughs> you got going on in here. I'll just leave you be. Thanks for helping me out. Not letting any not letting any bugs you know infest my place. But spiders are the only necessary bug. No matter how arachnophobic you are. I don't know. I'm still of the the thing that, you know, most bugs or all bugs really are scared of you. And if they're not scared of you, they're just dumb. On that note, this may have been the most uh, spontaneous episode of the Get Around Podcast we've ever had. And considering this is episode 86, that's something special. We're starting to get senile. (laughs) That's what it is. (laughs) Now we're starting to get to the senile part. We hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, one bit of new, bit of news of note is that there will not be an episode next Tuesday. That would be generally, you know, we record these on Mondays. They drop Tuesdays very early in the morning. So June twenty fifth for the week that week, there will not be an episode of the Get Around Podcast. Jake will be on furlough. Uh, I believe the Michigan's Michigan Women's Open uh, is teeing off. Uh, so, you know, James or I will be working day shifts to cover those. And so, uh, and then of course, just with spring sports ending, it seems like a bit of a natural time for us to take uh, a break and we don't take those too often, uh, but this seems like a, a logical choice for one. So there will not be an episode next week. This has been episode 86 of the get around podcast. Thanks and have a good one.